Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast, hosted by Shalinda Kirby, a cervical cancer survivor, and Natalie Supes, a Crohn's warrior since 2007. Our goal is to give you proof that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for being here. This week's going to be a little different. This week, we're going to do sort of a story time, um, something that's really hard to, for me to talk about, something that happened a few weeks before um, before lockdown. And actually, Shalinda was away in Mexico while this happened. Yeah, I remember um, this vividly. Yeah, it was, I would say probably the hardest time in my life. Like I've gone through a lot of health scares personally, but this one is about my pregnancy. So I'll kind of just get into it and we can just talk back and forth about um, different things that happened. But when one of the first few appointments with my OB after finding out I was pregnant, they gave me the option to do something called a maternal serum test. And essentially it tests and forgive me if I say any of the test wrongs or the names wrong or anything like that, but essentially it tests for different genetic diseases with your baby. And obviously being a first time mom, my husband was with me at that appointment too. Um, it was just like, yeah, of course. Because if, if my baby has Down syndrome or anything like that, I would like to know and be able to prepare for that. So we just thought nothing of it. We said yes. I went and got the test. And um, it was on a Wednesday. I was literally going through a McDonald's drive through I forget what I was grabbing, like something small. It was lunchtime. I think, I don't know what I was getting. But anyways, I was... <laughs> You're like, I'm pregnant and I, knew, I, I needed the, the, the McDonald's food. Like, I literally think it was like a salad or something, though. It wasn't anything fun. <laughs> and I'm like in the lady's about to say, what's your order? Right. And I get a phone call and I see that it's my OB. And that's really weird because I didn't have an appointment coming up or anything. So I'm like, hmm. And I answer and she tells me that my baby has a one in 125 chance of having Down syndrome. And honestly, like, I feel like my whole freaking world stopped. Like, it was just like I heard her voice and she was so calm and I I didn't even like prepare for anything like this. I just was like, what the heck? And I do have, um, so my grandma's sister had down syndrome, but she was born to my grandma's mom at like 45 or even older. So apparently that doesn't count. But at that time I didn't know that. So I was like, I have down syndromes in my family. Oh my goodness. Like, what do I do? So I just pull out of McDonald's parking lot and I park and I bawled my eyes out. Like I've never cried before. And it was such a weird time in my life because Steven, my husband was away for school and he'd been away for two months. He was like back the following week and you were away. So like my, one of my best friends is away. <laughs> so yeah. I try calling Steven. He's in class. Obviously I couldn't call you. I called my mom and she was so good, like so helpful, but obviously like, what is she going to say? Right. But she was so good. I, I, I don't remember the conversation very much, but she said like one way or another, we're going to love her. It's going to be okay. Blah, blah, blah. And I just remember like sitting there absolutely devastated and bawling forever. And I had a meeting that I had to jump on in 20 minutes. So yeah, oh, man. that was, 
That's the worst, you know, when you get news like that and, like, you got to compose yourself in a situation where your emotions are all over the map. Like, you just got the worst news ever. You're so worried. And it just kind of makes me think about, like, you when you got your call while you were on on air and then you had to go back the next day. Like, I don't know how you did that. Yeah. At least with my call, I just kind of stayed quiet. I let my boss know actually right before hopping on the call that I got a bad call and that I'm not going to be chipper or whatever. And if he could help take over. So he was good. Um, So following that story. So she told me, don't worry. It's just a chance. So normally I I forget the numbers off the top of my head, but normally for it to not raise a red flag, it's like one in a hundred or one in a thousand. And I was one in 125. So that was like, to me, I'm like, that's a that's a small, like 125 is a small number compared to a thousand. So I was freaking out. And, uh, I had a, she set up a genetics test or a genetics appointment on Friday. So this was Wednesday. Those two days were the hardest days of my life. Like I just sat on the couch and cried. I couldn't, I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. Um, all that just kept humming in my head was like, is she going to be okay? Is she sick? Like, how am I going to be a mom to a baby who has Down syndrome? Like, I know I can do it, but I never thought of my life that way. You know, how is everything going to change? And going into the genetics appointment, I thought that they were going to do some kind of test or like that we would find out, but essentially, and thankfully my mom was able to go with me at the appointment. He gave me three really not ideal options. So one was do nothing and wait till baby's born, which like, I would, I would go crazy. Like my stress levels would be, I know that two days wasn't good for the baby. So I don't know like what would happen if I waited another, however many months. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, do something called an amniocentesis, which essentially they put this huge needle through your belly, piercing your uterus to get amniotic fluid and um, this this test will tell you 100% if they do have Down syndrome or anything else wrong with their genetics. So it'll be a yes or no. Um, and it'll also test like, I think if anything else is wrong, I forget. But like, it was like, yes or no. So that was a big thing about that one for me. Um, but it carries a one in 200 slash there's different opinions slash a one in a thousand chance of causing a miscarriage. Yeah. So, I mean, I even like, I don't know very much about pregnancy at all, but I do know that I've heard that statistic as well. Yeah. I've not, I had no idea that this was even a thing mm-hmm. before. So like, okay, so this test, like, God forbid we decide we do the test and then it causes a miscarriage and then that's my fault. Like, that was crazy. And then the third was um, a test called, oh, a Harmony blood test, and which would cost us $500, which not a big deal. But also my husband was in school and on EI. So we were really tight on money, but not, not a deciding factor by any chance. But the thing is, because I'm quote unquote overweight or over 200 pounds at the time, um, it's not conclusive. And so it could, it could give a false negative. It could give a false positive and it would only give another percentage. So it wouldn't say yes or no. It would say, oh, you're actually one in a thousand or whatever, and you're fine, but it would never say yes or no. And so I'm sitting in the doctor's office and I'm trying to make this decision with my mom and just like going back and forth between the Harmony blood test and the amnio. And like, I don't know what to do. And just like, going crazy. And thankfully the doctor, um, 
gave me the option to decide. So that was on a Friday and they couldn't do anything Friday. So even if I wanted the amnio Friday, they couldn't. And I, he was able to schedule me on a Tuesday. So he said, why don't I schedule you for the Tuesday and give you the blood work recommendation for the harmony and you decide over the weekend. And so I was so thankful for that. Um, but uh, the reason we're doing this podcast today is because for those, whatever, however long the weekend was like, I searched and scoured the freaking internet, like beyond belief for mamas who have had amnios and for other moms who had the tests come back negative or positive or the harmony tests come back wrong, which I actually found many moms who had the harmony test come back saying their baby had whatever it said they were going to have in the first test. And then it was wrong. Oh, um, which is crazy. Yeah. That is and I, crazy. I couldn't find, yeah. And I couldn't find one thing anywhere that said, and I'm sure it's there because obviously it's a statistic, but I couldn't find one post, one negative thing about the amnio. And maybe that was like, I, you guys know, I believe in God, but maybe that was from God. Um, I don't know. I couldn't find one thing. And I was Googling like amniocentesis went wrong and I was watching YouTube videos and I couldn't find anything. So, oh, this makes me emotional. <laughs> and I'm sitting here at home without my husband, without my friends, like just calling my mom and bawling and calling my husband and bawling and like asking him what to do while he's out in the middle of nowhere in school, like doesn't even know what an amnio is because obviously neither did I. And um, trying to make this, this honestly life or death decision, like that's how it felt like in the moment. And so um, with the help of a lot of family and friends and just chatting and, and the support from my parents, I, I went over to my grandparents' place and just like, they were just there for me. Um, and my husband was there for me and he was great on saying like, whatever you feel is good. And I kept going back. I was like, I can't do the amnio. I can't deal with if anything happens, that being my fault. Okay, I'm going to do harmony. And then I would think that for like half a day. And then I'd be like, I can't deal with it being wrong. And then you know, deal with the next six months, like thinking, is it wrong? Is it not wrong? Is it wrong? Is it not wrong? Like I would just, I'm a stress case <laughs> with things like that. So, um, eventually I decided on the amniocentesis. Um, and one of my best friends was able to drive me because it was that Tuesday morning and, luck would have it. <laughs> and this is where it gets like, this is where as if you didn't have enough going on already, like, right, right. Oh. On the way to the blood test, we get into a car accident. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing. It's just like, as if you couldn't. <laughs> right. Just oh, get to I, your I mean, appointment. sorry, on the way to the um, amnio, not the blood test on the way to the amnio, we get into a car accident. So your we stress got is already high. Yeah, like I was already losing my mind pretty much because I have to have this freaking what looks like 20 foot needle go through my stomach and I I did see people saying you can feel it go through each muscle and each different uh. layer which, which is true <laughs> Let's oh just say you that. can oh yeah what what does that even feel like well I'll tell you I'll tell you the full thing right after this car okay accident. okay okay all right <laughs> so um, I was a girl with her beginner's permit or whatever, driving with her dad who pressed the gas instead of the brakes and rear-ended us bad. I got whiplash. Um, <laughs> oh boy. It's just like thinking back to it is unreal. And we're, I don't know, 15 minutes away from the hospital. And this happens 15 minutes before my appointment. And I'm just like, 
being a mom and I, I I don't know if I ever understood this, but I didn't even think like, am I okay? Is my neck hurt? Nothing. I'm like, just get their number and let's go. Like, who cares what happened? Like, let's go, you know, we'll figure this out after. And thankfully um, my best friend was good. She, I think probably got some kind of whiplash as well, but she's fine. Everyone in the other car was fine. Her car is, I think there was a little bit of damage, but it was okay. So we get to the appointment and the baby girl is being so stubborn that while they're doing the ultrasound, she's literally putting her feet like into her mouth over her head so they can't get any measurements. And so it took an hour and a half to get the measurements they needed, which normally takes 20 minutes. So that was fun. (laughs) She was just being difficult already. Imagine what she's going to be like when she's born. (laughs) That's mama's girl for sure. Stubborn. And so they get out the needle and I, I have very, very bad anxiety with needles because of my past. I'm sure we've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I didn't look at the size of the needle. That being said, if you Google amniocentesis, it's the first thing you see. So I knew how big it was going to be. Hang on. I got to Google it now just to see so I can get a good (laughs) idea of what it looks like. In real time, you can see my reaction. I'm pretty sure it's like from your um, middle finger to your elbow. And what am I Googling again? A-M-N-I-O-C-E-S-T-I-S. Okay. Yes. The test. There we go. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Now do a Google image. Ah, oh my God. No. (laughs) Oh, and you Googled this before you got it done. Unfortunately. Yep. I Googled everything. You looked at these pictures before you went and got it done. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm dying over here, Natalie. Like, I can't believe that. Like, I knew knew what the procedure was, but to see an actual picture of it. And now looking at the picture. So, listeners, you guys can Google it, too, and pause this. But looking at the pictures, know that when they put it through, I felt every single layer. And it was like puncturing a little balloon. So when they were going to my uterus, it kept contracting. So they kept having to like poke it and then kind of pull back and poke it and pull back. Ugh, it was horrible. How did you get through that? Like, you know, when I was going through some of my uncomfortable tests when I had cervical cancer, like I just went to like a place, you know what I mean? Like I always like would pick a place on the roof, like when I'd be on my, on the table getting like my examination done and I would like stare at it and I would think about uh, like kitten cat, like kittens playing in a field. Like that's literally what I would think about. (laughs) What honestly helped me so much through this whole, whole process was prayer. Um, I, I pray a lot, but I've never been so like, I, I put a post out, uh, I think like the day before or something, just saying things are hard. I need prayer. And I had so many of you guys message me and just saying, you're praying for me and no one pushed it. And so like in that moment, like first it was, I don't know, it's a thing that happens to moms, I guess, but normally like with a needle getting my blood test or an IV, I'm losing my mind and I have to go to a place. Like I have to like ask them to talk to me or something Mm -hmm. in this case, it was just like, God, please put your hands around her. Like, please protect her. Please make sure she doesn't get poked. Like, I wasn't even thinking about myself at all. It was just like, please, please make sure she doesn't kick the needle. Like, please make sure she's far away. Please make sure she's okay. Like, that was all that was going through my head. And like, it's good to be able to take your mind off of that situation because of how serious, you know, of a test that is like, Mm -hmm. 
I'll never forget, yeah. like, I just want to add this story in there quick, uh, just to take your mind off of things when you're getting a test done. I had one of my uh, gynecologists one time. She totally caught me off guard because she goes, how big are your feet? And she's, like, down there. So I thought, <laughs> I thought she was looking at my feet, and I'm really insecure about how big my feet are. Oh, no. <laughs> because I have size 11 feet, but I'm also 5'11", so I have to have a good base to stand on. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I have skis, okay? And so imagine if you had size six feet and like, you were 5'11". I know it would be I would fall over like <laughs> but like I even to the point when I go bowling Natalie I lie about my my shoe size because I'm like I'm just insecure no. about the size of my feet so when the gynecologist was like how big are your feet <laughs> like I always wanted to die like and, uh, and I just knew she was, like, asking because it was taking my mind off of things. But it caught me so off guard that it worked. Like, by the time that I had processed the answer to the question, she was already done. And, <laughs> and she even said, she's like, I don't, I don't care about your feet or anything. I just wanted to catch you off guard and ask you a question that you weren't expecting. Well, I, sometimes I ask them, like, the IV ladies, if it's, like, after a second poke, I'm like, can you tell me something about you? Like, do you have a dog? And I ask oh, them to start cool. telling me about their dog. Yeah, see? Takes them out. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, continue. I just think it's, you know, in a situation like what you went through, it's important to have that, you know, ability to take away from the stress of the situation and kind of go somewhere where it's a safe place mentally, right? Yeah. And, and the thing is, I had to breathe very steady, very... um like I think it was three second breaths. Wow. So thankfully I'm a breath worker. Yeah, I was gonna say that's easy for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had to like focus on my breath and then also because I couldn't obviously move or jerk, right? So I was focusing on my breath and then praying, which was really helpful. Um, once it was done and it took a little bit longer than I needed to because of the my uterus keep kept contracting. Once it was done, I thought like, okay, we're good. Everything's going to be okay. But they said that something um, with her bowels was looking bright. And I'm at this moment, I've gone through a car accident. I just had a needle through my stomach and I've been through an hour and a half of trying to get baby measurements. So I cannot recall what she even said other than her bowels are bright. So we need to send you for other testing. And because I found out at the Friday appointment, the genetics appointment, I am um, Rh negative, which just means that I have a negative blood type, and my blood can essentially attack the baby, and right. so they have to give this shot called Winro, which was actually created here in Manitoba, which prevents your body from thinking your baby's um, bad. I guess so. I found out at that appointment that now after this needle, I had to get an IV. Some Nobody told me it was an IV. They told me it was a shot. So I thought it was like a shot in my arm. So like an IV, like I have very bad anxiety. I need to prepare for like three days before an IV. I can't just get an IV. I've been stressed. You're not going to be able to get it. Like I'm panicking. And so um, what happened next? Oh, and they also told me baby's measuring small. So they have to send me to another ultrasound in a few weeks or a few days. So I was like, cool. Thanks. Thanks for this. Thanks for all of this. Um, thankfully though, one positive was the IV lady was very tenured and was able to get it right away. So that was, I was so thankful and she got it on the first try and, um, they took my blood, they gave me the 
Winrow, they had to test my blood to see if there was any internal bleeding from the car accident, because if there was before the Winrow, that means my blood could have attacked baby. And anyways, long story short, thank God, everything is okay. Um, That is good news after all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So baby doesn't have down syndrome. She's perfect. We went and got more measurements, whatever the bright bowels thing was. Um, they said it was because some kind of virus I could have had it or the baby could have had it. And whatever that was, it's, they said I had it a long time ago, but it, it isn't affecting baby. Everything looks good. Her measurements were good. Um, and she's been great since. So it was honestly, I thought like it, in those two weeks or that one week, it felt like my life was over. Um, and I know it's really scary for a lot of moms. Like in that moment, they give you the decision. Like if you want to have the amniocentesis right now so that you can decide to terminate if it's a yes. And that's some crazy things to think about too. Right. And, and some moms make that decision and some don't and whatever your decision is, it's the right one for you. But like, it was crazy. The things that I had to decide and go through and, and there really isn't much support out there for it. You know, like I found a couple moms who had an amnio and maybe made a YouTube video or something like that, but nothing where like it, no one talked about like the experience of having to decide and and the different choices and things like that. So that's why I kind of wanted to share my story and, and give the positive outcome that the amnio went fine. I had no side effects from the amnio. Um, baby's fine. I'm, I'm very happy with my decision because I know that knowing myself, I would have driven myself crazy with that other test, no matter Mm. what the answer was. So um, that was my decision. Uh, I do know other moms who had different blood tests or decided to do the blood test. I know moms who had to decide, didn't have to, but decided to terminate because baby's heart wasn't developed and would have had a very, very hard life. And I just want to let any mom know that like any decision you make is the right decision for you and your family. And that was a hard thing for me to believe, like choosing the amnio over the blood test. I felt really guilty. Like I was putting the baby at harm because I couldn't handle it. But I know that what I did was better for my baby because now she didn't have to deal with six months of stress or however many months I'm bad at counting, but (laughs) she didn't have to deal with me stressing. And I got the, I got a good outcome, but even if I didn't, it would have been the right choice for my family and God forbid that would have happened. But I don't know. I just wanted to kind of get the story out there and open up the conversation for everyone to talk about it. I know actually I'm I'm going to read a post. Um, Someone commented on, on a post where I told a little bit of the story, just so you know, if, if you've ever gone through something like this, that you're not alone. Let me just find it quick. Okay. So uh, this post is, I'll just, doesn't matter who it's from, but it says, I had the same thing happen to me with our second daughter. It was such a shock. We had the needle found out she was fine. Then they said she had a heart problem. She was fine. Then they said I had diabetes and I didn't. So until you find out what you are actually dealing with 100%, don't believe it. The stress was huge. It was horrible. And while all the while I was nonstop vomiting and being bullied at work. So try and remain positive and pray for the best. And and it just kind of shows that honestly, the amount of false positives, the amount of false tests that come out and the amount of false information now that we do have more um, medical tests and stuff during pregnancy and 
it, it's scary. And so if, if there's any way that you can maybe find solace in my story or just try to remain as, as positive as you can know that the blood tests aren't conclusive and, and yeah, that's, that's all I could say. I couldn't even imagine, though, like having, you know, those false positives, right? And like what that would do to somebody. It, it's really devastating. And I know that other ladies in my group, like July pregnancy group, were dealing with the same thing. And, and there was a lot of people that were getting tests back that said they had a high chance and then nothing happened or and they didn't end up having anything. So honestly, I don't know what my opinion on those tests is. I don't have one. I don't know in my next pregnancy if I will get it or not. I don't know because I would prefer to know if my baby does have something prior so I could prepare. It would be really hard to give birth and then have to deal with one of those genetic illnesses. It would be a hard learning curve. And I, I would like the few months prior to prepare, um, but I don't know. I don't know if all that stress is worth it. And I don't, I, I, I don't have an opinion. So if you guys do, I would love to hear it in the comments um, on our Instagram post, but I don't know where I stand. And that's exactly why we have this platform, Natalie, for you to tell your story and your experience and for us to just be real with the people who listen to the podcast, because so I, I think everybody knows somebody that's probably been in that stressful position before where you are pregnant and you have to make these decisions and, uh, you know, it's good to hear other people's perspectives on what happened to them. Yeah, the amount of DMs I got that said, my friend's going through this. This person's going through this. How did you decide? What will your choice? Like, I got, I, I've never had that many DMs, like kind of anonymous ones asking for advice and opinions on a specific test. Mm -hmm. Because it, for why is it taboo? Like, I feel, I don't know, why are we not talking about this? I guess it's just it's, it's touchy. I, I wouldn't have been able to talk about this even last month. Right. So it took me a while to be able to share on this podcast, but. Well, yeah. and it, if it's something that I've know from dealing with friends that have been pregnant in the past is when it comes to pregnancy, everybody has different opinions, right? So Cause true. it's because yeah. it's everybody's bodies and their own mm -hmm. bodies. So everybody's making their own decisions and have their own opinions and it can be very touchy of a topic. So yeah, I mean, I posted on that Facebook group, like, has anyone had an amniocentesis before? And I shared a little bit of my story. And there was mom saying, like, why would you do the amnio? Why aren't you doing the harmony test? Isn't the harmony test an option? Yeah, well, see, yeah. And, and then they shame people for the tests that they choose to get done for their own for their own selves. Yeah, which isn't okay. No, that's not okay. But yeah. I feel very lucky that uh, you're able to share the story that you and your experience that you had. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks for joining us for this podcast. And we look forward to uh, bringing you another episode next week. Yeah, we want to hear your thoughts and comments on our Instagram, sick and successful underscore. Come over and chat with us. Thanks so much for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Join us next week for an all new episode.